once upon a time, in a world with faith and fairness, there was something hidden. Down the boundary! He's gonna go! Grab his lead! Pitch on the way for Mikulacic. We got a miss! Mikulacic gets the strikeout! And for the first time in school history, the Bearcats are going to the Super Regionals! Get ready for a next-level show. Hello and welcome to Chasing the Cup. I'm your host, Jason Barfield, and we are down to the Sweet 16 of our Bearcat Moments bracket. And uh, well, I tell you what, one of those moments that's going to be hard to beat when you look at the voting is that 2017 Sam Houston baseball team that made a run to the Super Regionals. And we're going to talk to Robbie Rojas about that team, about the 2016 team that won the conference regular season and tournament titles, get his thoughts and some of his memorable moments and what being a Bearcat meant to him. All of that coming up in just a moment here on Chasing the Cup. Season tickets for the 2020 football season are on sale now. Secure your seats today and ensure you have the best view as the Cats look to claim a Southland Conference title. The Bearcats will play five games at Bauer Stadium this season, and as always, your season ticket will guarantee your spot at the Battle of the Piney Woods. You won't want to miss the action at NRG Stadium as the Bearcats look to make it 10 straight wins over SFA. To purchase your tickets, log on to GoBearcats.com slash tickets or call the Athletic Ticket Office at 936-294-1729 and we will see you at Bowers Stadium this fall. Eat them up, cats! Welcome back to Chasing the Cup. Jason Barfield here, and I'm now joined by Robbie Rojas. Robbie, thanks for joining us. Um, we've been talking about the bracket and, and the breakdown of some of the great moments, and you've been part of really some of the biggest moments in, uh, in Sam Houston history. But before we get to all of that, um, let's talk a little bit about just kind of where you are professionally and kind of what's been going on with you, especially during this kind of weird time where we don't have any sports going on. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for having me. First of all, that's definitely been a weird time for us. I mean, I was out in spring training for four weeks already. Um, tough whenever you get your body into playing shape and everything like that. And now we're over here trying to scrap and find ways to work out outside and hit and throw. And I mean, it's, it's definitely tough. It'll definitely be a, a different season so we'll see how everybody can handle it from the player's standpoint just kind of what was the communication with like with you guys and you know were were y'all finding things out from the team or were you like a lot of this where you're seeing things on twitter or on the news or whatever and and kind of learning about the developments that way um honestly it's kind of through the the minor league guys i mean um yeah the team definitely keeps you informed um but you kind of find out a lot of things like through um, other guys, other teams. Uh, once their team lets them know, then they kind of like spread the word around. This might happen to you guys too. So that's just kind of how it's been spread. Um, more of information around for us through the players. Yeah. So you're just now kind of in a spot where you're trying to keep yourself in shape, working out, and um, kind of getting your cuts in and throws and stuff the best you can. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's pretty tough now. I mean, um, they've closed a lot of the gyms and a lot of the, uh, the places to hit. So um, a couple of us go out to a local park um, and throw there and then um, usually work out um, probably somewhere outside. I'm, I was joking around the other day that I'm becoming during this um, time right now. Yeah. Well, let's talk some Bearcat baseball. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll start with just kind of what the process was like for you um, when you ultimately decided to come to Sam Houston and kind of what that decision-making process was like and why you ultimately chose the Bearcats. Yeah. Um, so I was at Blaine at the time, and um, what was really cool is Seth Lou was already committed to Sam Houston. So um, they were interested in me, and he kind of, I kind of held out for a little while. Um, but every day, Seth would uh, kind of nab at me and bug me about it, like when you could commit, when you going to commit. And um, I finally committed. It was the best decision of my life. I say you, you jump in, and you know, you immediately step into a a, a team in 2016 that uh, you know was. They were coming off of a really their first kind of down year in in a few years, and and you guys were able to turn that back around and win a Southland championship. Um, what was that season like for you guys as y'all really kind of started all coming together? Yeah, I mean um, that was one thing uh, Coach Degg was really good at is is kind of bringing a group of guys who come from different ways, different backgrounds. Uh, bringing us together that off season is definitely the toughest toughest one I've ever had um, in my entire life. Um, but he he brought us together. Everything we did, we hated. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> we didn't like it. Um, but uh, it definitely brought us together because we had to push each other. We all had to, if one guy was slacking, somebody had to pick up his slack and then hopefully push him to eventually pick up his slack. So um, that off season was really big for that 2016 year. When you look at um, just the way that season progressed, at what point kind of during that year did you feel like y'all really had something special? Because it didn't start out, you know, great for you guys. You lose five straight, and then was it really the Oklahoma series, uh, having them here at home and sweeping them, that kind of sparked something for you guys? Um, yeah, I mean, it was a little tough at the beginning, especially going to ULL and uh, wanting to win for for just us, but also for Coach Daggs, honestly, going back and winning. And, um, I mean, it was a struggle. We definitely didn't really have a lineup set. But, yeah, after that Oklahoma series, we kind of had a lineup set, kind of like, all right, this is who's going to be here, this is who's going to be here. And, and then finding out your role and other guys' roles on the team. So after that Oklahoma series, we knew to play with, pretty much anybody in the country yeah you guys y'all got on a roll and um really started to put a lockdown on the conference but it still came down to the last weekend of the season houston baptist here and um you know being able to sweep those guys um and have that first dog pile celebration of what y'all ended up getting to do several times over your career but that uh that first one for you guys what was that moment like um, I want to say it was a walk-off walk. I think so. Zach Smith, I think, is what it was. So it was a little different of uh, a celebration, but yeah, it was, we 
at that moment, we knew that everything in the off season paid off right there in that moment. And after we won the conference, we had so much confidence going into that conference tournament. And uh, we knew that sooner or later we would meet up with Southeastern. I was about to say that was a, you know, that was an interesting tournament. Um, I think we, we had a lengthy kind of rain delay there in the middle of that tournament as well. But um, y'all lose the one to nothing game against Stephen F. Austin, and you've got to come back and play them again um, and really put it on on the second time. Um, you know, kind of what was the difference for you guys playing them twice in one day and be able to turn right back around and, and really put a good hurting on them? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a team. I mean, obviously with Stephen F. Austin, that's a team you always want to beat. Um, but we we just knew we had that confidence going in that tournament that nobody could play with us um, on our best. Um, so we knew once they got one from us, we knew if we had our game and played our strategy that they couldn't beat us. Um, and we came out and and uh, won the won second game um, after that dogfight the first the first game. And then you get Southeastern in the championship, and that was interesting because that was the team y'all didn't see in the regular season. And, you know, there was there was a little bit of back and forth about, you know, ultimately the conference championship is going to be decided here because not only is the tournament title on the line, but these were the two best teams in the regular season as well. And then here y'all were kind of hooking up for the finals. Um, from from y'all's standpoint, just the conversations, um, what was the talk around that game as y'all were heading into that championship game? Well, we, I mean, we were hearing rumors around the league saying that we weren't going to win the league uh, if we had to play them three times during the regular season. So everybody was pretty much saying they had the better um, lineup than we did. Um, so we were excited to play them. We wanted to play them. And uh, they had Jamison Fisher. So we were excited to face him. And I know our pitching staff was. Um, and we got to him um, in the early innings. But he made his pay in that, uh, that tournament. Yeah, Fisher hits the grand slam, and you guys are down four to nothing. Um, but I think it said a lot about the team that y'all had that even though y'all are down early in that ball game, y'all were able to come back. And y'all, it seemed like that was kind of an identity of that team that um, even if you're down early, that y'all had the ability to really scrap back and get back into a ball game. And, um, you know, you feel like that kind of some of the early success led y'all to have that kind of confidence there in that championship game. Um, I, yeah, um, but to go back a little right there, and that Jameis Fisher home run, he, uh, he got, he wasn't even supposed to come up to the plate that inning. Um, I ended up making a throwing error that, uh, brought up, um, somehow got him back up to the plate and he ended up hitting that grand slam. But, um, I remember Coach Stegg calling us up and just, um, kind of doing what he always does is give us that, that talk of like, we're not out of this. I mean, we've trained for this. This is what, we did all off season for moments like this. And I looked at my teammates to pick me up and Hunter Hearn stayed hot, started hitting. And, uh, we definitely started fighting back. We knew that even we were down four nothing, that we were still the better team. So we ended up showing that at the end. And I think one of the things that coach Deggs talked about was, was really special. And I think a lot of you guys kind of echoed this was that all the success that Sam Houston had had over the years in baseball, they had never won a regular season and a tournament title in the same year. How much did that mean to you guys to be able to complete that? Um, honestly, we didn't even know about that um, until we we actually did it, um, and they said that. But it was definitely a good feat. Like I said, man, when we won that conference and how we played teams throughout that throughout the season, 
we knew going into that tournament that nobody we should sweep through this tournament and we ended up for, unfortunately losing one of them but um we came back and ended up winning the tournament and so you guys get sent to lafayette for the regional and uh you know here you are going back to a place where you've already been this year and um facing off against a good arizona team right off the bat in the first round and you know they kind of peg you guys back you lose seven three there bounce back and you win against princeton setting up another game against Arizona. Um, and I remember kind of the talk. Y'all felt like y'all had the kind of team to beat them. And, um, you know, as you go into that game against Arizona, just kind of what was the talk amongst the team heading into that second time around with Arizona? Yeah, I mean, um, what's really funny is one of my best friends with the Brewers right now, Aggie, um, Brian Aguilar, he was on that team. Um, and at the time, we didn't really know each other until we both ended up being with the Brewers. But, um, yeah, that team was stacked from Bobby Dahlbeck to Ryan Aguilar to J.J. Manajevic. We knew they had a lineup, and we knew that um, our pitching staff was, was pitching well, especially coming off that Princeton game, beating a really, really good pitcher for Princeton. Um, I think I want to say he ended up getting drafted pretty high, too. Um, really good guy. Um, but we knew that if we played our game that we could stay in there and it would be the first one to make a mistake. Um, but I think they threw Bobby Dahl back that game, and uh, he threw really, really well. They did. He went six innings. Um, y'all got him for seven hits, and he got tagged for four earned, but never really gave up the big inning to you guys uh, until the seventh. Y'all, y'all finally got to him in the seventh inning, and uh, you put three runs on the board – and you got it to a 6-5 game and then just had opportunities in the 8th and ninth, and y'all just couldn't couldn't convert on it. And um, so just, you know, kind of talk me through just kind of the sting of, of getting eliminated and how y'all use that to kind of carry you into that 2017 season. Um, like, like you said, I mean, it was a close game, um, and we couldn't get those opportunities or we couldn't cash in those opportunities. Um, we thought that if we could get past Arizona, that um, we would have to be ULL twice. But, I mean, it, it's it's a team Coach Eggs used to be with, and they swept us early in the year. So it's kind of revenge. Um, but we couldn't capitalize um, back in that eighth and ninth inning, especially when we got Bobby out of the game. It definitely pre- prepared us for the next year, um, returning so many guys, especially seniors like Heath and Taylor B., and um, Bryce, even though he wasn't a senior, um, Dakota Mills, all those guys uh, that we could hang with the big, the biggest teams in the country, and uh, it showed um, towards the end. Um, I would say we started off strong, um, but we found a couple bumps that next year. Yeah, I mean, and you look at the the guys who did, who were a part of that, and um, you know, for the returners. You know, they had gone through a year where they missed out on the regional. It had been the first time in uh, in three years that Sam Houston hadn't been in the regional. So for a lot of you guys, that was y'all's kind of first taste of the regional experience. And uh, so, you know, you run through 2017, you win the conference tournament again, and, uh, and you get back, you're in the regionals, and they draw you against Texas Tech, and your first-round opponent is Arizona. And uh, it's a it's a team y'all were familiar with. Did that add a little something extra for you guys, knowing that y'all were going to play Arizona in the first round? Um, when we were sitting there, we were actually um, – we thought we were either going to U of H or A&M. We never thought 
tech in there whatsoever. Um, but yeah, when they said tech and then they saw Arizona, uh, one thing we were happy that Bobby already got drafted. So <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we, we won a revenge, man. They knocked us out the year before. So we were telling, I mean, it was just kind of around the locker room, like it was our turn to, to do the same thing back to them, especially for us seniors. And in that, uh, the game against Arizona, that opening game, it's a 5-4 win uh, for you guys. And really the big inning was that sixth inning. You hit the three-run homer. Um, I, I think that's one of my favorite things. You know, there's so many things with that regional um, that I think get lost because of ultimately winning it, you know, and the, the, the highlights and the moments early on. But I think that three-run homer that you hit in the sixth and <clears> – <throat> We've got some good video of you coming around second and just the, the look on your face uh, as you're coming around second after hitting that home run. Just kind of describe that moment to me. Um, I mean, we knew it was a big game. Win game one, and we're sitting in the driver's seat um, to play Tech because we knew Tech most likely was going to win their game. Um, but, yeah, they had their ace on their mound, the lefty. Um, we just knew that we had to get to him, get to him early. And uh, – he had a little noise behind him with the whole tech thing and their fans and stuff. So um, they were kind of looking past us and he threw me a, I want to say it was a change up away and uh, put a nice piece on it. And just knowing running the bases that I was helping my team put them into the, put us into the driver's seat. Um, definitely was a good, exciting moment. Yeah. That puts y'all up four to one at, uh, at that point, y'all tacked on another run in the seventh, and uh, kind of answered back a run. Y'all made it 5-2, and then they t- scored two in the bottom of the seventh, so it's now a 5-4 game, and you guys are able to play clean in the eighth and the ninth, and really a tournament where, I mean, we had seen all season long what uh, what Miko, Nick Mikulacic could do on the mound. Um, it felt like, and, you know, you had, a, you had a great view of it behind the plate, it felt like he really took his game to another level in that regional. Oh yeah, uh, Miko for sure stepped up that that whole that whole uh, weekend at Tech, and so did Riley Cooper. Um, but yeah, Miko he found another level. Um, he became a I personally thought he personally or he became a, an actual closer there. Um, and he can tell you he lived mostly off his fastball. Um, but yeah, for us to be Arizona and. And to face Tech that next day was definitely a good thing for us, knowing that we could beat Arizona, especially with how deadly that lineup could be. Yeah. And so y'all y'all kind of took a thumping against Tech. Um, that that park was really juiced for that game. I, I, you know, I just remember the, the atmosphere because, you know, they thought they were going to get Arizona. I think they were expecting Arizona. And then, um, you know, they put it on y'all 6 nothing. so you drop into the loser's bracket – and y'all have got Arizona again. And I think one of the things that I really remember about you guys is just the amount of confidence y'all had going into that Arizona game. It was almost as if this was a no-doubt win for you guys, and y'all kind of went out and jumped on them quick. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. It, it felt like we were just going to absolutely – I mean, it's a great program over there, but I, I just felt like we were actually going to kill them. Um, it, I told um, – I remember telling Coach Staggs and Coach Harvell that kind of like uh, what's his name with the Red Sox whenever they were down to the Yankees by four games. Yeah. Um, 
I just told Harvell and, and Coach Eggs, I was like, if they let us win this one, we're winning this regional. And we came out and we just absolutely went off. And I remember telling um, Coach Eggs that if we shut down J.J. Manajevic, that we were going to win that game. And I want to say he went 0 for 4, which he's actually one of my good buddies now. Um, he was actually one. Yeah, he yeah. was actually one for four in that. Okay, he, there you go. He did. Ha- he did have a hit, but no runs, is, no RBIs. Yeah, and that's a, that's shutting him down because yeah. JJ could go four for four with four home runs and twenty RBIs. I mean, it's one of the best bats in the country. Y'all, um, y'all exploded. You had an eight run second inning. Um, you know, and I know one of the things that coach always talked about was just that that offensive mentality of just you know handing the bat to the next guy and how y'all how y'all work together and it just seemed like everything he had talked about for a couple of years all kind of came to fruition right there in that one inning yeah I mean it's that back offense that he's instilled in us in those two years that we were there um it was you know your role you know what you can and can't do so don't try to do something that you can't do if you're a guy who's good with the barrel when you can put it into places in the game you can bunt real well don't try to swing for the fence every time that's that's not your game and that's kind of what he instilled in us is knowing your role and it kind of showed during that uh during that regional you know it's funny when you look at the the play-by-play of that inning and how y'all's runs were scored um this it, it, it was a perfect description of the kind of team that y'all had riley mcknight walked with the bases loaded to score a run bryce johnson singled to score two. Andrew Frije doubled to score two. Clayton Harp singled to score a run. You doubled down the line to score a run. Grisham singled to score. It was just, it wasn't a big hit. Y'all didn't load up and go for the three-run bomb there. It was just everybody coming up, getting a base knock, and moving everybody else in front of them ahead. Yeah, and like I said, that's the pack offense right there. Um, We're not the team that's going to bang eight home runs in a game. Um, We were a team that's going to to give you 12, we'll give you 12 singles with five runs, six runs. And then we knew that our uh, pitching staff could hold it down for us. And I'd say, and, you know, that game, y'all had to then turn around and play again that night. So, you know, that's the, the, the tough part in a regional is coming back and having to play that second game when you're coming out of the loser's bracket. And, and you know, once again, I think because of how dramatic the Monday night championship game was, people forget how good of a game that Sunday night game against Texas Tech was. I mean, it's a 9-8 game, and I think the two of y'all, the two teams combined for, what is that, five, eight, nine runs in the last three innings. It was it was truly a back-and-forth ball game. Yeah, that was that was definitely a crazy game. Um, we honestly, Coach Deggs was really good at um, making big moments like that for us. Um, not so big for us, I guess you could say. Like before that Arizona game, we were racing each other, having fun and messing around, five yard races, and the winner won it all, kind of thing. Yeah. And we kind of went into the Arizona game, beat them, and we went into that night game. We had no pressure on us. It was if we lose, I mean, we lose. I mean, we came into a hostile environment to a great tech team. Um, and beating Arizona twice. It was a great season. Um, but obviously we wanted to win. But uh, So we went out and played our game, and at the end it was 
who's going to make that mistake that's going to score that extra run. And once again, it was Miko with the ball in his hands at the end of the game. And um, even though they did tack a couple of runs there in the ninth, um, once again, Miko was able to get that last out and uh, and lock it down for you guys. Um, and it, it punched it, – it puts your team in a spot where y'all had never been before. Sam Houston had never been to the last game of a regional. And so, no, you guys had just played 18 innings – in uh in one day and notched wins over Arizona and Texas Tech, at what point did it really set in that y'all were about to play for a spot in the Super Regionals? Um, honestly, we we're on the bus. We got to the field really early that next day in the championship game, and kind of just setting in like, all right, we win this, we're going to Supers, boys. Like, let's do this. Let's just play our games. This is another one, and um. Like I said, Coach Dex was really good at making big moments not so big for us. And one moment that really sticks out for me for that regional was we're out there before Tech gets out there, and we're in shorts and a T-shirt, and we're running five-yard sprints, and we're racing each other, messing around, kind of like just jacking around, just trying to outbeat each other in competition like we always do. And Tadlock walks out, and he kind of walks past us and kind of stops and kind of stares at us like, what are these guys doing? Like, this is the biggest game of the year for them. Like, why are they jacking around kind of thing? Like, why aren't they serious? And I think at that moment, I think we knew kind of we were free and we could play our game. If we did, we can beat them. Yeah. And, you know, you you talked about Riley Cooper and, and what he did in this tournament. And I think, you know, seeing the way that he went out and – literally gave you guys everything he had um you know what can you say about a guy like riley who went out and he threw four and two-thirds innings and um kept y'all in the ball game really when you had to i thought personally that was the best pitching performance i've seen in a weekend um that man stepped up and we honestly owe it to him on winning that that regional because without him eating up those innings um, and pitching really well in those innings, um, we don't win that regional whatsoever. And that man stepped up and, and he, I wouldn't say single-handedly got us there, but he was most big part of getting us to that super regional. And, and I think that was one of the things that what he did by going four and, a, four and two-thirds, he was able to, to close that gap. Because I think uh, Coach had talked about wanting to use, he knew – he knew he had an inning in Donica, and it was just a matter of where where you were going to use him. And the fact that he was able to wait until the eighth inning to throw Donica for one inning of baseball, I think was big for you guys. Oh yeah, I mean, with that, I mean, you don't know how long he could have gone. So if Riley only could have put out two innings, and we never know if we could have been in trouble and maybe lost that game. So. He definitely did step up and, and helped get us to the Super Regional. So 4-3, going to the ninth. What What is possibly going through your body at that point? I mean, how, can you even feel your extremities at that point? Because I know I couldn't. I, I was an absolute basket case in the booth, and um, 
I can only imagine, you know, what it was like for you guys down on the field. What, as you're going out to catch that ninth inning uh, for Miko, just kind of talk me through all of that. Um, personally, it was just another in- to win the game. The only time I felt nervous is when the last hitter was up. Um, I forget his name. Musgrove, maybe, or uh, – Hargrove? No, not much. It was Hargrove. Yeah, Hargrove. Yeah. And um, I want to say there was a runner on third. Um, two runners on. Could... Young, uh, Josh yeah. Young had doubled, and then uh, y'all walked Gardner to uh, to bring up Hargrove. That's right. And I remember uh, just telling myself, like, don't let a ball get past you. Um, just keep calm, stay under control, and, and – Let's try to get this this last out right here. And I want to say Hargrove had three hits that day already. And uh, he chased pitches that he normally doesn't chase. So for Miko to find another zone and to slow slow the big moment down was incredible for, for him to go against seniors in that lineup and that big of a moment of an inning to send it to a, to a super regional um Hats off to him for for being able to get it done and slow down that moment. Yeah, he was three for five in that game. He had also hit a monster home run earlier in the tournament. And um, so high fastball, swing and a miss, it hits your glove. And what was that celebration like? Um, it, I mean, it was – I don't know. Like, we didn't dogpile. Um it was kind of it was exciting. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the, the school's never been to a super regional, but after we beat them, we knew it was kind of like, all right, let's go to the next one. Let's get let's let's, let's get this going. Like we thought we legitly thought had a shot at going to the college world series, and a couple of mistakes in the supers uh, kind of kept us from that. Yeah, I mean, it. You know, when as a baseball player, when you look at things in your two wins away from Omaha. That's, I mean, that's that's a place that no team in the Southland had ever been, and a lot of college baseball teams never get to have that opportunity. Um, certainly the Super Regionals didn't go the way that y'all wanted, um, but w- what do you take away from from that experience? Um, I don't I don't it was definitely growing um, as a team. Like you said, that we got swept by HBU at HBU, um, literally right before the tournament. Yeah. We were down. And then next thing you know, we're two games away from going to Omaha. And um, being the first Southland team to do that and first team in school history uh, for baseball was a special moment for sure for us. But, um, we didn't think about that so much. We were thinking more, let's get to Omaha, where we all wanted to go since we were a little kid. Um, and so uh, playing a historic program like Florida State, um, we knew that they were going to bring it. Um, I think they struggled a little in their regional and had to win out um, as well. I, I yeah, they had, to, right. they, they had to go to a seventh game against Auburn on that Monday. Yeah. So we thought maybe uh, – we had a shot at hosting if they if they lost, but um, they ended up winning. 
I think one of my favorite. Oh, that was I think one of my favorite things about that Florida State game, um, and you know, I'm not sure where all of this started, but you know, in the build up to that game, the talk was about y'all's offense and y'all's speed and putting the ball on the ground and the amount of times that y'all bunt and and it felt like that really that that became that dominated the conversation leading up uh, leading up to that game and then y'all came out in the first inning and that's exactly what y'all started doing y'all started putting down bunts and they couldn't feel it and that it felt like y'all's offense got in their head early in that game yeah we just played pack baseball like we always have um it, it they knew that it was going to come that the pack office was coming because we saw a couple of interviews and and their head coach talking about that they'll bunt, they'll hit and run, and then they'll hit that jack on you. Um, but that's what we did. We played pack offense. We prepared pretty much all week for that lefty, and uh, we jumped on him early. I think one of the things, you know, in that game, y'all got you all, y'all go up five to one against Florida State, and um, but it was kind of the middle inning. Y'all had some other opportunities, and then just couldn't cash in, and then they score the run in the ninth to win it on the walk-off, um, what was the message from Coach Deggs after that game? Um, it was just another loss. Um, we had to come back and play back baseball. We knew that we could hang with them. I mean, they had to walk us off to beat us. Um, so we knew that if we would have cashed in a couple more times, that we win that game and we're sitting in the driver's seat. So like you said earlier, um, that whole season, we were down a lot of the time. So – it was just another, all right, let's pick each other up and let's play tomorrow. And, and we have Keith Donnickle on the hill. So that was um, our best pitcher during the year. So um, we still had confidence that we could win that next game. And then that next day was just, it was an odd day. You had the long rain delay. And then obviously the game got out of control um, early on and y'all weren't able to recover. Um, but, you know, what everybody talks about, that day was not what happened on the field, but what happened in the press conference. And, um, you know, just the way the way that everybody, you know, kind of had composed themselves and talk, and obviously with the things that Coach Deggs had said and just everybody up there, um, you know, I, I thought it was looking around the room and seeing all the reporters and the way they watched it, you could tell that uh, that this was not – was not the norm and um and you know was something something different was happening in that press conference um yeah well first with the game i mean that long rain delay and he's getting one five or six times and almost starting the game and it was tough um like you said they jumped on us early and then we couldn't catch up but yeah that press conference um i mean it was time for for us seniors um to kind of let Coach Deggs um, know how we truly, truly feel. I mean, he, he knew how we felt about him and how he's changed our lives personally. Um, we were all second-chance guys, me, Lance, he. Um, and without Coach Deggs, I personally would probably wouldn't have been in professional baseball. Um, Heath wouldn't have gotten an opportunity. And, and Lance, I don't know, maybe would have never played baseball again after Kansas mm-hmm. or Kansas State. So, um He's, he, we've always joked around and said he was our second dad, um, which he was. I mean, he, he took care of us as we were on campus and everything. And to this day, he still takes care of us. He texts us all the time. And 
we always check up on him as well. So um, that was definitely a moment to put the to put baseball kind of behind us and put more reality in life and how Coach Deggs and, and Harvell and Sirianni and, and the rest of the crew, how they've changed our life for the better and made us into better better men to better husbands and one day uh, better fathers. Could you have possibly imagined the, uh, the, the viral sensation that that clip ultimately became over the next few weeks? Um, no, honestly, not at all. Um, I just remember sitting there trying to hold back tears. Um, one, knowing that I would never play with those guys, um, that same team ever again. And then never knowing I wouldn't play for coach Deggs either. Um, but definitely did not. And, and Coach Daggs is not that type of guy that was um, in the viral. Like you were telling me, you, he went viral even at that time what that was. No, he wasn't um, even on Twitter at that point. No, no, he was not. <laughs> um, so uh, definitely not at all. And then um, we just saw it blow up on Twitter. You see it, people you knew that didn't even know where you went to college started reposting it. And you're like, Oh my God, like this is actually blowing up and stuff. So that was definitely, um, it was kind of a funny thing to see blow up because of Coach Eggs at that time. But not, you know, like you said, not even on Twitter. It's been, you know, it'll be three years um, this, this summer. And um, I still, from time to time, get notifications that that's been either retweeted <laughs> or, or quote tweeted. I, I, I mean, like four days ago. It was, quote, tweeted by somebody who said, you know, if something like we don't have baseball in our life right now, so please take the time to, to watch this video. And, you know, so it's it's still something that's that's out there and meaningful to people. Yeah, and what's crazy about it is people think that's something that came for him at that time. But, no, that, that's Coach Deggs every day, every moment of every second from games to practice to – talking to him off off the field like he, he generally loves the people around him and, and the people who treat him right and um, he's always taking care of us since day one that we've been we've been at San Houston I'd say and you know we'll we'll kind of wrap things up a little bit and you know I'll let you just kind of talk about your experiences here kind of what you know the things that you really remember the most and and what your time at Sam Houston meant to you Man, it's mean, meant the world. Um, I went into college um, at Oklahoma State and struggled and, and, and had not the best time. Um, and I learned um, and grew from that a little. But I, I didn't think I was totally there yet. I didn't think I could play professional baseball yet mentally. Or, and so I uh, kind of went to JUCO and ended up breaking my hand at JUCO. And uh, at that time, Sam was already recruiting me and then when I met coach Deggs, um, after meeting him and talking to him, I knew at that moment that I had to play for that man. Um, and it was the greatest decision I ever made in my life. Um, him and that staff with Harvell, Sirianni, Wed, and, and it was just incredible. Um, the man that they made me and the player they, they turned me into, um, it's definitely prepared me for where I'm at today in, in professional baseball. Um, I still text him sometimes for advice. Um, actually, I text him all the time for advice um, when it comes to baseball and, and some life things. But um, 
Sam Houston's definitely been a it's been a true blessing that I've, I've went there. And what's crazy is I wanted to go there in high school, um, but the opportunity never never arose. Um, so for me to end up going there and it being the best two years of my life um, is the greatest thing that that's happened to me. All right. Well. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up, but um, once again, I want to thank you for, for joining us here and talking a little baseball. Um, good luck with you guys. Hopefully, you are back on the field soon. Um, I know I know a lot of people you know, really need to get um, sports and baseball back in their life, and uh, you know, hopefully you guys can get back out there soon and we can kind of get back to a, a little bit of normalcy here. Yeah, I can't wait, man. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And, uh, you know, good luck Thank the rest of the way. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of Chasing the Cup. I want to thank Robbie Rojas for joining us. And remember, voting gets started on Thursday. So get your picks in for the Sweet 16, and we'll break all of it down next week on Chasing the Cup. If you like what you're hearing from us this year, be sure to rate and review the show. If you aren't subscribing, you can do so on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Chasing the Cup is recorded in the Bearcat Sports Network studios in the new Wood Forest Athletic Center. This week's episode was written and produced by Jason Barfield. Broadcast calls are courtesy ESPN. The songs Hot Shot and Clear Progress are courtesy ScottHolmesMusic.com. This has been a presentation of the Bearcat Sports Network.